our final news roundup and information overload. All right, news roundup, information overload hour, 800-941-SEAN. If you want to be a part of the program, we'll get to our pollsters here in a second. Um, Why do you think that all the Democrats want to talk about is January 6th? Why would the government be talking about investigating and the FBI spending the limited resources they have uh, investigating mommies and daddies that go to school board meetings and are passionate about what their kids are being taught and whether or not it's age appropriate uh, and and whether or not it e- should even be in the curriculum, uh, investigating them as domestic terrorists. Why do you think the Democrats, is, is there a single thing they can point to that shows that, well, in the year plus Joe Biden's been president, look at what we have done. Not really. And Democrats are giddy. He's going to get to replace Stephen Breyer with another liberal. This is huge to what a success he's been. Okay, look at what's happened to the economy. We have a 40 year inflation high. We have record debt at 30 trillion dollars. Joe Biden. Great job. Uh, Then we have open borders. We've covered that extensively. Then we have given up energy independence. We're, we used to be a net exporter of energy. Now we're begging uh, OPEC and Russia to produce more oil when we can produce it right here. Uh, then we've got every foreign policy disaster, I argue, because the entire Biden family syndicate is corrupted and compromised by you know places like China, Russia, and Ukraine. Nobody seems to want to talk about any of that. There's not a, we have more dead Americans from COVID in 2021 than 2020. What can Joe point to and say, we're doing a really good job? So instead, they want to focus obsessively on January 6th, which, by the way, we need to get to the bottom of. That can't happen in our country again. The way to stop it is to do a real investigation now that we know that I have three sources that have confirmed on live television. Donald both twice each. Donald Trump, Mark Meadows, Cash Patel. That Donald Trump ordered up to 20,000 guard troops to be available, as is required by law. And then it, the, the power to call them up then goes to the Speaker of the House, who's responsible for safety of the Capitol, and the mayor of D.C., which was Muriel Bowser. And Muriel Bowser, in writing, says, no, I'm not going to call up the troops. And I'd like to know why the FBI, um, at the end of the day, is is spending you know, valuable resources investigating moms and dads that got loud at school board meetings? you got to be kidding me. Here's Andrew McCabe. Listen to what he's suggesting about conservatives. Are you going to catch this threat if your focus is only on the traditional right-wing extremists, those groups that we know about, the quote-unquote fringes of the right wing uh, movement. And I think the answer to that is no. And it's entirely possible that when the intelligence community and the law enforcement community looks out across this mainstream that Professor Pape will describe, they didn't assume that that group of people, business owners, white people from the suburbs, educated, employed, presented a threat of violence. And now we know very clearly that they do. All right. Joining us now, we have John McLaughlin, co-founder of McLaughlin and Associates. Matt Matt Towery is with us, pollster, attorney, syndicated columnist. 
Uh, also, the pollster for Insider Advantage, two of the best pollsters in the country. We'll add Robert Kaheli to the list as well. He's another one. If you look at the latest poll out today, uh, let's see. Biden's approval rating crashed to 38 percent. The IBD tip poll. Um, most of the polls that I have seen have him in the 30s. He's been as low with, I think it was Monmouth at 33 percent. Um, and I don't see anything that Joe can do that's going to fix the economy or or put us in a better position on the foreign stage. Uh, John McLaughlin, we start with you. Well, a lot of those polls you mentioned, like the IDB one, they only have a 48 disapprove. They really don't have the uh, uh, they don't have the same level of likely voters like we, we had in January, at the end of January, we had uh, Biden at a 41 approval, but a 57 disapprove. And that's what's driving with the Democrats, plus the wrong track. We have two-thirds of the voters saying wrong track. And the difference is it's likely voters based on a model of the 2020 election. A lot of these media polls, even though they're giving them majority disapproval ratings now, uh, they, they, they're still underreporting Republicans. They're still doing registered voters or adults. And uh, uh, so they're trying to trying to soft pedal it for Biden a bit, but like the Rasmussen reports out today, has a 58 disapproved for uh, uh, Joe Biden and has only 40 approved. So Biden is cracking up with the Democrats right now. In our poll, if you vote, we had 51 percent claiming they voted for Biden in the last election because we modeled it after the last election. In that 51 percent, 22 percent disapproved the job that Biden's doing. And 22% of the Democrats disapprove. So now he's not only losing among Republicans overwhelmingly, he's losing among uh, uh, independents overwhelmingly. The Democrat base is cracking up, and he loses to uh, Trump in a head-to-head election, 49-44. He loses, uh, or Trump beats Kamala Harris, 51-40, plus Trump beats Hillary Clinton, 51-41. So uh, uh, so the Biden coalition is cracking up and the Democrats are leaderless. And it's a huge opportunity for the Republicans because we're five points ahead on the generic ballot, 48-43. What's your take, Matt Towery? And does this explain why the, the never-ending talk of January 6th while simultaneously ignoring the riots of the summer of 2020? Well, I agree with everything John said. And then one of the things to note is that uh, our entire vantage poll with Real Clear Politics had the exact same spread as John did in terms of favorable, unfavorable. But, but here's something that I want to point out that I'm concerned about, Sean. I'm concerned about the fact that as much as the Democrats are doing a great job at diverting attention to January 6th and anything else they can turn their attention to rather than the economy or rather than uh, the riots that took place the year before, we have a problem coming in the Republican Party, and it is very clear to me. I'm seeing it in polling in Georgia and other states. You have a leadership of the senatorial committee and the Senate, Mitch McConnell, who is dead set to be opposed to Donald Trump. Now, you just heard John say Donald Trump beats virtually every Democratic candidate right now. Why would you have a battle between the leader of the Senate against a, a, a former president who clearly is the most popular person in the Republican Party? And this is going to have an effect in Georgia, in, in Pennsylvania, in other states, if the Republicans don't get their act together and if these people don't quit trying to fight Donald Trump and his popularity. Let's go to the broader question here, because I think there's an opportunity, and I, you never underestimate a, the Republican Party's ability to screw up an election. So I, I don't count my chickens before they hatch here. But definitely right direction, wrong direction, polling shifts, changes. I mean, 
from a year ago in 2020, Democrats went from a, a nine point generic ballot advantage to now anywhere between a, a five to 13 point disadvantage. That is a massive swing, John McLaughlin. So for Republicans to win the House, and then you look at these states that have Senate races, Florida, Georgia, North Carolina, South Carolina, New Hampshire, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Ohio, uh, Arizona, Nevada. I mean, this is a bellwether Senate year, if ever there was one. Well, it should be. And the problem is the elections in February. And one of my favorite quotes, the late great Pat Cadell, who was cars pulsed and helped Trump, he used to say the Democrats are the crooked party and the Republicans are the stupid party. And we're doing work for Newt Gingrich, who has got his American Majority Project. Uh, and, and you can go and see the work on American Majority uh, Project.com. And uh, you and Matt are both friends with him. He's helping the Republicans in laying out there an agenda for Americans where the top issue right now is inflation. It's cost of living. And and it's also, you've got it, and the reason I'm pointing this out is because Washington, we now have gone in one year of Biden, you've gone from a $21 trillion debt to a $30 trillion debt, and you wonder why you're paying almost double the price of gas, and food prices are going sky high, because the dollar's becoming worthless as they keep spending money. And then, you know, we want the government to stop spending, and the Republicans are going along raising the debt ceiling in Washington. They're going along allowing the government to continue to spend. Well, the majority of the country wants them to stop it, and they want to make the Trump tax cuts permanent. We had that in our last poll, 61%. So so you've got rank-and-file Republicans who want to stand on issues and stop this, and stop Joe Biden uh, from wrecking our country. And you've got inside the Beltway, some Republicans are going along with this, and, we, and it has to stop. Otherwise, they'll lose primaries. And, uh, you know, that's the way to, to winning in November is to win the primaries and move forward in November. How do Republicans take the House and Senate, Matt Towery? Well, I think other than just inflation and the other issues that John aptly noted and that Newt's working on, here's a big core issue that I believe the Republicans should seize on, and it's the concept of liberty and privacy and the right to be able to determine what you do. That is the overwhelming uh, theory and thesis that we're seeing in all the polling. And let me take it to an example that I know well, Georgia. In Georgia right now, we had all the crime last year. The city of Buckhead, which everyone's covered on television, city of Buckhead has become the number one issue in the Georgia General Assembly. We just found out from a poll that 70% of everyone in Georgia who's a Republican wants Buckhead to be created. But yet the General Assembly in Georgia is very carefully soft-pedaling soft it so that Buckhead is the only city that, isn't, that people aren't allowed to vote on this year. Now, when you do that sort of stuff, you send a message to your Republican voters that the leadership and electing a majority Republican, for example, legislature in Georgia, doesn't mean anything. Right back to John's point, it is time right now that we hold Republicans to their feet to the fire and make them follow through on the issues that Republicans care about. If they don't do it now, I guarantee you we're going to see some real disappointments in November. All right, quick break. We'll come back more with our pollsters, John McLaughlin and Matt Towery, as we continue. top defender of freedom, liberty, and American values. This is the Hannity Show. Catch- 
more with John McLaughlin, Matt Towery, our posters. Then we'll get to your calls, 800-941-SEAN, as we continue. Let's go through the races one by one. I'll ask you both the same. I think Marco Rubio is a shoe-in. I think he'll win. I think Ron DeSantis wins as governor. Do you both agree? Absolutely. I see in Georgia, I see I see a problem in the sense that you got a, a contentious primary there with the current governor, Kemp, and and now with David Perdue challenging him. I'm supporting David Perdue. Um, I'm not sure if the, if the anger lingers post-primary into the general election. I hope it doesn't. Uh, Vernon Jones is now running for Congress, not for governor, I would say, and he's given his support to David Perdue. And then I think we got a rock star running for the Senate, and that's Herschel Walker, Team Herschel. What do you see in Georgia, Matt? Uh, right now, Purdue is still down to Kemp. Kemp has gained a lot of ground in the last few months where the General Assembly has been in session. This is post burning getting out. So that's going to be a very close race. Herschel can win. He's a great candidate. Uh, he needs to have Purdue on the ticket, though. If Kemp is the nominee, I don't see the turnout necessary to win the Senate in Georgia, given the demographics. What are your thoughts, uh, John? I, I'm seeing the same thing that uh, that Matt's seeing. And Herschel's kind of above, I mean, right now, Warnock is weaker than he was when he went in the runoff. He's under 50 in his favorables. He's got a negative for every favorable. But Herschel is doing better than people expected, and he's slightly ahead right now. So Herschel, I think, is, uh, Herschel, I think, is going to win that seat, but it's going to be, that's going to be ground zero for control of the Senate between now and, uh, November. They'll spend a billion dollars in that race. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be a crazy amount of money. All right. Cause we way, don't have a lot of thing. time. Uh, very quickly, what do you see in Ohio, New Hampshire? Um, I'm pretty confident Ron Johnson wins in Wisconsin. Uh, and then we've got, a, uh, I like the attorney general out in Arizona, Bernovich. And then you got Nevada with Laxalt. And Ohio, I don't know what's going to happen in Ohio and North Carolina. Real quick summary, each of you, Matt Towery first. North Carolina is always uh, problematic because of its demographic makeup, like Georgia. I think Ohio stays Republican. I'm excited about Nevada as uh, as well. And uh, I think most of those states you just reeled off. The Republicans have a great chance to, to either hold on to or win. John. My, one, my one thought on this is in Georgia, they fixed the election law. The drop boxes, the Zuckerberg drop boxes are gone. they got to fight off the legal challenges so they can win there. You have similar challenges like in Ohio, uh, not Ohio, Pennsylvania. It's it, the, what the, drop, uh, the absentee ballots were unconstitutional. In Wisconsin, you had uh, a judge says people were like registered to vote as permanently disabled, shouldn't have been able to do that. We have to fight off Democrat election challenges to steal the election again. So they don't want you talking about the last election because they, st in many places, they, you know, they're finding fraud, they're finding uh, irregularities. We have to make sure that those irregularities are corrected and we have honest elections in November. That's the key to taking Congress, and that's the key to winning the Senate. All right. Really appreciate you both. John McLaughlin and Matt Towery, thanks for being with us. 800-941-SEAN, our number. You want to be a part of the program. We'll get to your calls coming up at the bottom of this half hour. Hannity tonight, 9 Eastern on Fox.
can't always get what you want, but you can get Sean Hannity online at Hannity.com. All right, 25 now to the top of the hour, 800-941-SEAN. You, all right, why are you raising your hand? Can I, can that's what I, I do. I raise my, it's like permission. I got to get permission from the boss. No, no, that's not usually how it works. It usually works. It's not? I'm in the middle of a monologue and you're like, can, can I interject? And I'm like, I know. I, I normally say, I'm like, boss, boss. I digress I just, enough <laughs> of my own for you to distract me. You know, I begin to sound like Joe Biden. You'll, uh, first of all, never say that, okay? Never talk bad about yourself like that, okay? I want you to look in the mirror, have some self-affirmation time. A You're a good man. Time, a little, Come on. Gee, I'm, I'm good, and I know I'm a good person. Okay. You're a good man. You, you know, all your words make sense most of the time. They flow. You know, it's a good thing. Usually good thing. with Biden, I'm like, what is the man talking about? Really? What's yeah, happening that, right now? That, that, that would be a good point. Anyway, what do you want to raise fine. your hand about? So a lot of times people reach out to the show and um, we, we have such an awesome audience and they hear people call in and they're losing their job for one reason or another. And then people will say, hey, I've got a job opportunity. So I'm going to start putting some of these up on Hannity.com in like a little corner or something. But wanted to let folks know um, we got to reach out for a kitchen designer in Philly. Uh, if you're proficient in 2020 design programs with you know, they're a conservative company, family-owned business. They're looking for some freedom-loving conservatives to join them. And um, they gave their uh, email out, pakitchenjob at gmail.com. So I'll put it up on Hannity.com. But whenever we get these, we'll, we'll share them with you guys. Cause we we got to bring back two things on the website. And I don't know why okay. I, I capitulated the last time I shouldn't have. We've got to bring back our jobs forum. And we got to bring idea. back Hannah Date. How many? No, how many? God, no. Why? No, I, I, I want to bring oh, it back. For but what? There's got to be a disclaimer. You know, obviously, uh-huh. you know, you what? take this at your own risk. Cause, because so many people ended up getting married, meeting. Yeah, but on what if we get website. like, you know, what happens? Now, I'm just, listen, I'm just playing devil's advocate as I do. What happens if a liberal sneaks in dressed as a conservative and hey, tricks listen, somebody it, and they actually fall in love? And then we've made them miserable for life. Okay. It's going to be terrible. What happens? What I, listen, there is a risk to everything in life. You can have the lawyers, <laughs> you can have the lawyers write up all the disclaimers in the world, which we will have to do anyway. True. And then if people, you know, obviously you'd meet in a public place, maybe bring a friend and, and make sure the person's legitimate. I mean, listen, they have they have a lot of platforms now. They got Christians, Christian Mingle dot com. That's it. Christian Mingle. They got that. They got um. Oh, gosh, I don't know. All kinds of places. You know but they what? got. I just, it's a, listen, how many people, dozens and dozens of people got married when we had it we up did there that, years yeah. ago? You also were super awkward, though. You would put them on the air and you put the poor guys on the spot. Well, you should propose now on my show. It'd be great. I'm like, dude, take it no, easy. Uh, the worst was when, when I was doing these, you know, five hour book signings and I'd be like, all right, oh. I'm playing music. I'm bored out of my mind. You know, young couple comes up. I'm like, how long have you been dating? Four years. Oh, when are you getting married? Then the girl's like, yeah, well, how, and I'd say to the guy every time, well, you're never going to do better. You know that, right? So yeah, I'm it was putting, always, I'm, you were very subtle. That's what I, I was, loved about you. And I'd say, Super you know, you know, life is, is precarious. You got to live in the moment. Why don't you ask her right now? And Nothing like per, living in the moment and planning the, time, the next 25 and years. And 90 plus percent of the time, what happened? Well, I don't have a ring. They got married. They'd get, they, they would get down. I'd say, should he ask her to marry her? Yes, the crowd would go nuts. The funniest and, one was Amber from Perry, Georgia, who came yeah. to, you know, Miss Miss Pink Hair, who loves Alice in Chains. And she ended up marrying. Met, 
we saw her last. Well, I, have, I don't remember last time, but I remember meeting her at. Wow, this goes we back were in to Georgia. the tea party. Yeah, it was the door in the tea party. We were down yeah, in when Georgia. We were in Atlanta, and, and there was like twenty five thousand mm-hmm. people that showed up in the street. It was. But crazy. she stood out. <laughs> she stood out with her she pink hair. Out. Yeah. But Sean came, and and you talked to her, and he was on the air a bunch of times, and you uh, she got you married. Told, she has, and she uh, got married to Sean, and they have a little girl. Yeah. Did she have any more so. kids? Do we know? Nope, just the one girl. She okay. stays in contact. You, I get shocking. the picture. You stay in. You stay in touch with her. I uh, like people. Let's go to Derek in Michigan. What's up, Derek? Glad you called, sir. How are you? Hi, Sean. How are you doing today? I'm good, sir. Uh, so I'm, I'm I'm calling in. I'm I'm an owner operator, and I've been driving for about four and a half years. Really enjoy what I do out here. Just wanted to call in about um, about what's going on up in Canada, and do I believe that it's going to be here in the U.S.? Yes, it'll be here in the U.S. I think it's a really cool thing for truckers. And the fact that these convoys are, are building all over Europe, now one in New Zealand, and the one in America, I don't know if you're going to be a part of it or not. Um, I, I love it because uh, I'm very appreciative of, of what you do every day. I, what I feel bad for as an owner-operator, I'm, I'm assuming you, you're struggling a little bit with the higher cost of diesel, and I'm assuming that you have to charge more to get the, to pick up loads and I'm sure you more than other people understand that that cost is being put on the consumer, and that's where the 40-year inflation high is coming from. Yeah, exactly. You know, it, it's, I mean, just the cost and fuel alone, I mean, uh, what, before, before? How, how much does it cost to fill up your rig? Close to $900. Oh, my gosh. How many gallons? Uh, 200 and it what, all what did it where. cost at, at the lowest point in Trump's presidency? What did it cost to fill it up? Uh, $426 to fill my uh, my uh, tanks all the way up. So basically you doubled. Now, do you, yeah. have you been able to double the rates that you charge companies to transport your their, their goods? No, we haven't been able to. Um, brokers are still a little kind of uh, financial in their pocket, but... Uh, Try to bid it as hard as you can and get what you can. Well, you um, have more it, leverage than you think, and I'll tell you why. And I had a long conversation with a buddy of mine that's in the trucking business. And he said to me, nah, we just hold out because it's not you, – you can't – if you wanted to build out your fleet right now today, you'd probably have to wait a year to get more trucks. Yeah. So they don't have enough trucks on the road. There's not enough availability. And so that gives you leverage to – to make up the difference, I'm not saying you want to make more money or you're gouging people. You just need to break even and get, you know, let's say you're on the road, you know, five days a week, uh, you know, 48 weeks a year. I'm assuming you might take some vacation weeks. Uh, that's a lot of time on the road. You deserve to get your pay. Yes, yes. You know, one of like it, it it's. It's kind of like how when uh, we were told that we would be uh, getting like a compensation for keeping this uh, world moving during the pandemic. And then we were pretty much smacked in the face and told, well, you guys are not essential. You know, yeah, let me tell you something. Because- we, we were all dead without the farmers farming, packers packing, truckers trucking. I'm sorry. That's total Adam Schiff. Mm hmm. So, well, listen, thank you for what you do. I wish you all the best. I know it's a hard job. We're very appreciative. Every time I I go to my grocery store and it's full, 
it's not completely full lately. Um, it got there because of you guys. That's something you should be very proud of because we have an easy, we have easier lives as Americans because of all you guys. Okay. Yes, um, sir. And God I, bless you. I appreciate everything that you do on the radio. I listen to you all the time. I love truckers. FM, and thank you very much for everything you do. You really, you really help us that don't understand some things, you know, but I appreciate you a lot. That's my job, and you know what? I hope it makes your day go by a little faster when you're listening. Thank you, sir. Uh, Ann is in Florida. Ann, you're smart, and I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot because I'm in New York. You're smart because you're in Florida. Where do you live in Florida? <laughs> I live in Atlantic Beach. Okay. What's the temperature today? That, that, that's Jacksonville by Ponte Vedra. Um, it it's is a little colder in that part. Degrees. Okay, it's still better yeah, than up here. You could still yeah. you could still go to Sawgrass and hit some golf balls if you're a golfer. I got it. Yes, definitely. And actually, um, it used to be called Selva Marina, but it's um, Atlantic Beach Country Club is where we go to play golf most of the time. Life is what? What am I doing here? Why am I still doing this? I'm, okay. I'm out of my mind. I, I, I live. I live two blocks from the ocean and three blocks from the golf course. Tell me, how bad is my life? Uh, I am, I am happy for you. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, is the people that are closest to me in my life think I'm going to disintegrate the day that I stop. And I keep telling them, no, I won't disintegrate. <laughs> and they're like, you know, you are so, you, you are so lacking in self-awareness. It's ridiculous. It's, and it's universal. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm listening to people and I'm thinking, They've got to be right because it's every single person that really knows me saying the exact same thing that I'll disintegrate. So I guess I got to keep working. And... Anyway, what's well, on you your mind work today? Here. Well, there's well, a there's a long mind. story behind that, but anyway, what's on your mind today? Well, uh, our taxes are going for drug addicts with pipes and paraphernalia that Joe Biden is saying. Oh, this is a great idea. And everybody says, I can't believe he's doing that. I don't believe it. Well, I do. He's enabled his son by um, giving him the platform to use him with being vice president, now president of the United States, to go make money in all these other countries, tens of millions of dollars, so that he could do drugs and be with hookers and whatever else he wants to do. Why does it surprise anybody? It doesn't. It doesn't surprise me. Um, I will. T th th this but is. But it the... just enrages me that that's where my tax. You know, I, I have a small business. I also do real estate. I am so upset that my tax dollars are going for idiots. Yeah, it's. By the way, why should one penny of American hard-earned tax dollars go to you know buy crack pipes? Why am I? Why am I buying a crack pipe? You know, and, and let me tell you something. If they wanted to help people and they said, we're, we're instit instituting a new program uh, and it, we're partnering with businesses. So it's a, a private, you know, public partnership and get companies to donate money and people to donate money, you know, philanthropists all throughout the country. They can go to their billionaire donors and say, listen, we want to put in every major city a facility where people can get drug counseling uh, and have a place to withdraw and maybe change their life around. Because all you're doing is kicking the can down the road. If you're smoking crack, if you're smoking meth, if you're injecting heroin, you're committing suicide. 
It's just it's it's a slow suicide, but it's a matter of time. It's you're ending your life. You're choosing to end your life. Well, Hannity, there's no choice. You don't understand addiction. Well, if one person can get off of this crap, then so can everybody else if they choose to. At the end of the day, people are making choices. I choose not to give my money to people that are going to spend it on uh, to buy crack pipes so people can ruin their lives. I And I'm not advocating that the government spend, you know, open up government rehab centers because they'll screw that up, too, like they screw everything else up. But I am saying to take taxpayer dollars and misappropriate it that way is is sickening to me. And their arguments are ridiculous. And I, you know, I just can't believe with a thirty trillion dollar debt, we're going to spend, you know, millions and millions of dollars on the on the crack pipe purchasing. Maybe we ought to go into the manufacturing of crack pipes. We'll probably make a fortune. We'll get a government contract and everything. You it's know what's ridiculous. funny about this, Sean? And I just yeah. need to add this one part. Can, can I raise my hand? Just jump in again? whenever you want. You go right I, I raised my hand, but you weren't looking at me. So there is one funny part to all this that's funny, haha, not funny, haha, but more serious is that. We're taking people off transplant lists because we don't like that they're not vaccinated for medical reasons, but we're going to take taxpayer dollars and hand out crack pipes. And I just want to make sure that everybody's aware of that. That's what's happening in our society right now. Here's the thing. If somebody goes into a hospital, and I mentioned this earlier, and they are overdosed on an, an opiate, say heroin, for example, maybe it had fentanyl in it, we have the ability to save their lives. It's called Narcan. Okay. Now, are we gonna, uh, because this person made a decision to That's shoot right. heroin in their arm, are we not going to treat them? No, That's we're going right. to save their lives. Somebody makes a decision that they didn't want to get the vaccine for whatever reason. Maybe they have a rare condition. Maybe they have religious reasons. Maybe they just didn't believe the science and Fauci and Biden, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Or, or maybe they took one shot and got really sick and were told not to take the second. And maybe they're vaccinated, but they're not considered fully vaccinated. It doesn't right matter now. if you're so vaccinated. There's so many nuances. At this point, it matters, but it doesn't matter in this sense. In other words, fully vaccinated people with boosters, they can still transmit the virus because they're getting it. Bingo. They, we now have breakthrough cases. Anyway, Ann in Florida, God bless you. And, uh, no, our money should not go to buy crack pipes. That's about as dumb a thing as I've ever heard.